I, I should probably go in. Okay. And I asked. I called. I said, I asked. Do, am I running off the golf course right now and coming? Or like, are you? She said, no, I'm kind of getting my stuff in order. I think fine. Finish out nine. That's right by the parking lot. And then <laughs> come on over and pick me up. Yeah. Then I, then I got to nine. Another call. Yeah, I'm driving myself to the hospital. <laughs> no! No! Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. Coming up on 12 Minutes After 5 on Wisconsin's Morning News this Tuesday morning. Just having an interesting conversation because uh, Greg Pancake Hill, producer of Wisconsin's Morning News, is expecting his first child this fall. Yeah, and uh, before the show we were discussing that Sum 41, which is a band that's been around for, I don't know, almost 30 years now, 25 years, uh, they have announced that they're doing one more tour and releasing one more album, then they're done. Anyway... They're going to be in the area on, what, August 29th? August 29th. And, and your wife is due? September 2nd. <laughs> I think you're, you're totally good there. <laughs> it's kind of close. You could maybe pull that off? I don't know. Well, you can until you can't. Right? I mean, the due date is merely a suggestion. That's true. Could be early, could be late. I mean, little dude could already be here. That's, that's a good point. Does that help, my case, if little dude's already Ugh. here? Well, early in the game, a lot of people want to be around, right? Her mom will be in town, you know, around. A lot of, lot of folks want to help those first couple weeks. You might get away with that. I don't think you're going to want to go. I think well, I mean, gonna... I, I want to go. If baby's already here, yeah. I think you'll want to stay so is it better? So it's better if baby isn't here yet, just hours away. Yes. But then the whole while, like, you need to be reachable. You need to worry about whether or not you're reachable. What's How many bars do I have? What's my signal? Am I on vibrate? And... The volume and 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 this sounds like a Vetrano thing. Has this happened to you where you you were not reachable or I was on the golf course for our first <laughs> Of course. But I was reachable via pager. Uh, so did you finish the eighteen? I finished the nine. <laughs> really? Well, I'm on eight at Whitnell, which was near kinda, you know, not that far away. And she's like, I think I I should probably go in. Okay. And I asked. I called. I said, I asked. Am I running off the golf course right now and coming? Or, like, are you... No, I'm kind of getting my stuff in order. I think, fine. Finish out nine. That's right by the parking lot. And then (laughs) come on over and pick me up. Yeah. Then I I got to nine. Another call. Yeah, I'm driving myself to the hospital. (laughs) No! No! Wait, wait, what happened? Like, I got nervous, whatever. I'm trying to... I get it, yeah. Well, great, because I can... How can you you ever recover from that? Oh, is this like the time I had to drive myself to the hospital <laughs> yeah. while you were golfing? When your first child was on the way? How'd you shoot the nine? That is a bankable point. She, she, yeah. she yeah, could bank that. Yep. Uh, I don't recall how I shot on the nine, but I do recall some 16 hours later the baby oh, came. So yeah. There you go. Could have played 18. 514 <laughs> wow. on Wisconsin's Morning News. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. It has been an up-and-down start for Brewers rookie Joey Weimer at the plate. He has shown more flashes with his glove than his bat, but the script, that was flipped on Monday night back in Milwaukee against the Dodgers. The pitch.
out the inside corner on Joey Weimer. And he hit a three-run bullet out of here. Bob Euchre on the call there as Weimer belted his third homer of his career. And after losing six in a row, the Brewers are now winners of two straight after taking care of the Dodgers Monday night at American Family Field. This one by a final score of 9-3. to three. Winning feels good. Losing really sucks. So just it's nice to... You know, get back on the horse. We were scuffing a little bit, putting that in the rearview mirror and just going out and playing the game every day. Brewers' Joey Weimer there describing winning is fun and losing really sucks, and I think most Brewers fans there would agree with him. Freddie Peralta did get the start for the crew, and he was once again magnificent, going six strong innings, only allowing one earned run on his way to his fourth win of the season and helping the Brewers secure win number 20. They are currently 20 in 15. The Brewers are right back at it tonight. Against L.A. Coverage begins right here on WTMJ starting at 6.05. Eric Lauer is expected to get the start. Over to the NBA where the Miami Heat and the Los Angeles Lakers both take a commanding three games to one lead in their respective series. The Heat take care of the Knicks 109-101 in Miami. And the Lakers use a strong second half to take down the Warriors in Los Angeles. That one by a final of 104-101. to Round two of the NBA playoffs continues on tonight with Philly and Boston tipping off at 6.30 followed by Phoenix and Denver at 9 p.m. Coming up, Paranoia Game Update, 518 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Five twenty-two on this Tuesday morning, Wisconsin's morning news. Eric, more than perhaps many other topics that we discussed on this program, I've heard from people about the paranoia game. Ah, uh, of course. Other people who are yep, you know yep, parents yep. about our age, you've got high school age kids, are like, oh yeah, paranoia games going on in my neighborhood. Naked people everywhere. <laughs> it's one of the provisions in some of the rules. Quick backup, and then I'll give you the update on the paranoia game okay. going on in Greendale. At current, I believe Franklin Franklin's game might be done already. I've heard from folks out in Lake Country that there's a pretty solid game in a number of those school districts. In a lot of those, they're using Nerf guns as opposed to water guns. I don't see how that works with a Nerf gun. Fraught with there's peril. a lot of honor involved. Yeah. In that, so. Well, and you will see, Deb, that that is a problem here Ooh. in the paranoia game. For those who don't know what it is, it's high schools. Primarily, I'm seeing senior classes put on what they call the paranoia game in spring. Other places call it the assassin game or whatever. You divide up into teams, so a few of your classmates, and they form a team. And then it's basically just a giant squirt gun fight. There are rules of engagement, and your team is trying to go up against another team and get them out of the game. And you do that by spraying somebody with a squirt gun. Mm -hmm. So it sounds fun. It sounds innocent. We went through this whole conversation about it Friday, about the issues that some local police departments are having because you got kids who get really out of hand. They're up on rooftops. They're prowling around in people's backyards. Yep, yep. Freaks people out. Freaks out the police because somebody calls. Mm-hmm. They have to answer the call. You got kids running around. Like, it's just, it's hard. So as a parent, like, I, I'm largely on board. I encourage it. I think it's fun. The kids are having a blast with it, with exception of those who get out of hand. I think there's a, a level of coordination you can maybe have if your student leaders can meet with the local police department and say this is going on. Can we get some advice from you? Let's keep lines of communication open so there are no misunderstandings here. But what's funny to me is the complexity of the game. So most schools, it seems, administer their game via social media. So you have to show that you've gotten someone out on the game by taking a picture with them. Sure, yeah. 
the rules and various updates to the rules are issued in statements on the social media page. And ours, it's GHS 2023 Paranoia. <laughs> it's being administered by this dude. I think it's Kaysen. Kaysen's in charge. Okay. Over there in, in Greendale. Sounds like a tough job. A lot of pressure. It is a tough job. He's losing his mind because he's dealing <laughs> with a bunch of his idiot classmates who keep trying to cheat or do whatever. And so the latest update, I'm reading this for comedic purposes, updated rules, Eric. Okay. Okay. Good. If someone is in, so this is issued in a statement. So there are a whole bunch of pictures on the Instagram feed. And then when there are rules updates, that's just a black background and text. Okay. So that's when you know that a rule edict has come down. So updated rules. If someone is in their house or their car and you are outside, you can still shoot them and they can shoot you. I just wanted to clarify that. Okay. Parking lots are included in the locations that are off limits. Work, school, religious stuff. (laughs) <laughs> all right can't be blasting people at church you are not allowed the important clarification here you are not all caps allowed to open anyone's car door or trunk at any time just like you cannot open a door to a house or their garage you can't break in so you can't go right, hide out in your yes, buddy's car because yeah. he left it open all right all right but here's where uh, Kaysen is losing his mind this recent post just wanted to remind all players this is meant to be a fun game <laughs> We apologize if any decisions made have upset players in any way, but in those situations, it is difficult to please all teams and players. Oh, boy. Here's his last statement. It has been a challenging job being in charge of players out, police situations, disagreements, running the account, responding to those who have questions, etc. So if anyone would like to take over or feels they can do a better job, let me know. (laughs) But just a heads up, it's not as easy as it looks. This is great. This is life 101 for him. Right? I'm proud of him. He's going to be a great manager someday. He's going to be in a leadership position at work and be like, oh, I, listen, I already administered paranoia 2023. <laughs> I got this. on Wisconsin's Morning News. Big announcement regarding travel out of Milwaukee Mitchell International Airport. Big announcement, I said, Eric. Yeah, we got a press release about it. Yeah, and, and that means it's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a big, pretty white plane with red stripes, and curtains in the window, and wheels, and it looks like a big Tylenol. Announced yesterday via official news release. Milwaukee County takes lead in supporting hometown airports. Okay, so the county announced a new travel policy that will require employees who are traveling on county business to always and exclusively fly in and out of Milwaukee Mitchell International Airport. Wonder how often that's a deal. So do I. Here's the quote from Milwaukee County Executive David Crawley. This is a logical change when county employees travel for work. They must use our community airport. If we all choose MKE over a Chicago airport, we could add dozens of new flights, hundreds of new jobs, and millions of dollars to Wisconsin's economy rather than sending those dollars to Illinois. In fairness to the county exec, this is a leadership thing. Like he wants other companies to also do this, right? But to your point... Is this really something, the county moving all travel exclusively out of Mitchell, something that moves the needle noticeably for Mitchell? Is the ball start to roll that much further down? How much traveling are we doing on the county (laughs) dime? where are we going? And isn't it mostly out of Mitchell already? That would be my first question. The second question is, who's traveling out of state on the county dime right now? That's a great question. Like, all we've heard for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks is we're broke, we're broke, we're broke, we're broke. We need more money from the state. We need to raise sales tax. Well, we there need could to do be all a convention stuff. or two, maybe, in Atlanta or in Jacksonville. Right. 
Yes, do exactly. Have, do we have direct flights? Well, and then on that, shouldn't we then at least be taking the cheapest flights? I mean, if you can get on the dollar bus and go to O'Hare, I, lo- I love my hometown airport. I think MKE is one of the things that Milwaukee does really well. Yeah, love that airport. I do. <laughs> but man, if it's a, if you can save 500 bucks on travel on the county dime, shouldn't you do that? I, what I wanted some cheaper fares and direct flights, and you got me all day, every day. I would suggest if there's a spot in the nowhere left to cut Milwaukee County budget, I'd look first there at why are we sending people anywhere. It would be out-of-state travel no matter where you fly out of. Can you fly this plane and land it? Surely you can't be serious. I am serious, and don't call me Shirley. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. After a rough road trip out west, the Brewers were back at home Monday and seemed to have finally found their offensive groove. The pitch, high fly ball, deep right field. Back goes Hayward at the track. Gone! Willie Adamas with the exclamation point here in the seventh. A three-run shot, and it is nine-to-one Brewers. Lane Grindle on the call right here on WTMJ as Willie hit number one hundred and one, just hit one hundred on Sunday to break open the score there, nine-to-one. As you heard, the Brewers used a six-run seventh inning to break it open, and behind a very, very, very strong start from starter Freddie Peralta, who went six strong innings. Milwaukee takes care of the Dodgers Monday night by a final score of nine to three. Yeah, he, you know, I mean, he was excellent tonight. Very good lineup, and uh, you know, I thought he, the fastball was just really good tonight, um, and, and he did it largely with a fastball tonight. But him pitching the way he has and, and is um, is you know that, that you know you're looking forward to his start every time because he's he's delivering. Milwaukee is right back at it tonight against Los Angeles at American Family Field. Coverage begins right here on WTMJ at 6.05. Eric Lauer is expected to get the start. Over to the NFL where the Packers got a peek at what their future could look like with rookie minicamp over the weekend. Matt LaFleur got his first look at first-round pick Lucas Van Ness wearing the green and gold. Yeah, he's big. He's fast. He's explosive. Again, another young player that I think has his best football will be in front of him. Um, he's got a lot to learn, and you can tell he's, he's got the heart, he's, he's got the drive, and we're going to push him each and every day to try to get him there as fast as humanly possible. But, you know, he's, he's going to be a fun guy to work with. The NFL schedules will be released on Thursday. Some notable changes coming to you for the schedule this year. Take note, a Black Friday game for the first time ever. There's a couple on Thanksgiving. There'll be one on Friday. All games are up for bidding, meaning no games belong to any networks anymore. Usually see the Packers on Fox. That might not be the case this year. They're up to the networks to bid out, and teams can be on Thursday night football twice this season. And finally, not all teams are guaranteed to have a primetime spot. They're also considering yet another change to that Thursday night schedule. We'll talk about that and how it could impact Packers fans all across Wisconsin. That's next on Wisconsin's Morning News. on Wisconsin's Morning News this Tuesday morning. Yeah, you just heard Brandon mention in sports the NFL is set to release its schedule for all teams coming up Thursday night. But there is a provision that's still being talked about, something that could change the schedule, particularly late in the season. Let me read to you 
from Richard Ryman's article in the Green Bay Press-Gazette. The NFL is poised to make life for Green Bay Packers fans unpleasant, confusing, and expensive. That doesn't sound like a very good change. <laughs> no. <laughs> right? League owners in May, so coming up soon, will consider a proposal to allow games late in the season to be rescheduled from Sundays to Thursdays to shore up that Thursday night football lineup that virtually nobody likes. But Amazon paid a billion dollars for the rights to stream those games coming up. Here's what else he writes. No one outside the NFL office and Amazon boardroom thinks this is a good idea. Players hate it. Coaches hate it. Game-attending fans will learn to hate it with a passion. So essentially, it's like flexing a game from like a noon start to a 7.30 start on a Sunday. But this is flexing it from a Sunday to a Thursday? Yes. And that's a huge deal. I mean, we've sort of gotten used well, to... travel plans. That's yes. massive. The ripple effects are yeah. huge, exactly. So we'll get into a few of those. Let me get you on record here with Packers president and CEO Mark Murphy. Here's how he's quoted, I think, particularly with our fan base and the way people travel to Lambeau Field. Flexing that Thursday night game could be a real issue for our fans. We're against that, but I know it's a priority for the league. The future is streaming. They want Amazon to be successful, but I think we have to be careful about how we treat our fans in the stands. Agreed. Exactly. So let's start there. You're a season ticket holder or even, boy, it's somebody's birthday in August. You bought them tickets to that December game because you wanted them to have, hey, listen, we're going to the Packer game. Packers, Bears. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And that's a Sunday afternoon start or something. And now it comes on a Thursday? That changes everything. I know a lot of fans, we talked to a lot of fans here who are Milwaukee season ticket holders, and they're already bent out of shape over those Thursday night games right. that they get, or even the Sunday nighters, because it's such a late night getting back. You almost have to take the next day off of work. Well, you know, we've also talked about how uh, not just the Packers, but stadiums in general are trying to find new ways to keep people interested, to keep the younger generation interested in going to the games, to spend that money, to make that investment, to enjoy and be entertained for three plus hours or whatnot during a game. And it, aren't you cutting off your nose a little bit? Obviously you, you need to make sure that Amazon's happy and get the league all going, but aren't you kicking those fans that are literally going to the games? And if we have more and more empty seats in stadiums, that's not good for TV no. viewing. We had that during COVID. Empty stadiums and the games playing out just felt weird. They were piping in crowd noise and stuff. It just it felt strange. I like One of the things I love about the pageantry of the NFL or sports in general is in the fans point. going nuts. Yes. It's fun. The Lambeau Leap, if nobody's there... <laughs> I'm not saying that no one will go to these games, but right. So it impacts fans in the stands. Let's talk about some of the other ripple effects, because I worked for years in Green Bay, and the story that I would get assigned, or many of us would get assigned, on the day the schedule came out is go around to... Hotels. Hotels. Yep. They would book up that night. It was a huge day when the schedule was released for Green Bay area and uh, down into the Fox Valley for all those hotels, because mm -hmm. people who wanted to travel, even from outstate, much less... I'm taking the trip of a lifetime. I'm from wherever. I'm coming to Lambeau Field. They would book out those hotels. It's really important for keeping those businesses viable. What about the bars? What about the restaurants that staff up and product up? I mean, they order extra beer. They order the stuff. I mean, they'll still get that home game. When but do you sell shifts. more? When do you sell more? Would that be a noon game? Would that when you have all day? I bet you the three o'clock game. That's the best day. The three o'clock Sunday afternoon because people got a lot of time to get up there. They can get up there real early. They can do the whole thing. They can stop at your business for breakfast or mm -hmm. whatever, then yep. tailgate, then, then, then. Then maybe stay the night. And most people probably stay the night, I was going to say. Uh, you know, the game don't get over till 7 o'clock. All right. You know who else is concerned? The airport. 
Austin Straubel, just outside of Green Bay there, right across from the casino. Mm-hmm. Uh, the airport director there was saying, coming in, probably not a problem because people come in at all sorts of different times. And then everybody wants to leave the next day. Whoa. And he's wondering about airlines being able to shift. What about people who have to, all right, I had tickets for this day. Now I want to change that. Will the airlines cooperate with them? Well, what about, I mean, you you go up to Lambeau to do some of the volunteer stuff, right? To, to fundraise. They, like the Brewers, like the Bucks, rely on community groups, nonprofits to staff their concession stands. Yeah. That's one of the things we've been doing for cheer and for band at, at my kids' Can high school. Can you imagine if they switch that on you? Okay, we're signed. I'm signed up to work a noon game at Lambeau in December. All of a sudden, that's a Thursday nighter. I'm out. <laughs> well, now they would give you time, right? It's not like they would pick to decide that week. You'd get like a two week or three week notice. I was seeing they were talking about 15 days, At possibly least. as much as 30. But either way, trying to recruit people to work the stadium on a Thursday night, yeah. you know, just either employees or the volunteers, that's a challenge as well. But as was stated by Mark Murphy, they want to keep Amazon happy. They did pay a billion dollars for these rights, and they want to help bolster that. But as usual, we're on the receiving end of not great news as fans. 557 on Wisconsin's Morning News.